It's amazing how sometimes a certain incident can change the course of your future. Um, one incident can sort of change your mind about who you want to be and what it is you want to do. And that's what happened to my next guest, Chloe Goodison. Um, she was on a sky train in Coquitlam back in 2017, and um, someone fainted, or at least that's what they thought had happened. People called 911, paramedics came on, administered naloxone, and that's when people realized that what in fact she had had was an opioid overdose. Now, that's something we know, unfortunately, all too much about these days, specifically in this province, but right across the country. In BC alone, there have been 10,000 deaths since we declared a uh, national public health emergency back in 2016 because of the toxic drug supply. But this uh, encouraged Chloe to set out to try to make sure that people knew more about recognizing the symptoms, about recognizing what an overdose is. How do you prevent it? Uh, how do you reverse it, for instance? Um, she's at Simon Fraser University now studying, amongst other things, I believe it's public health sciences. I didn't want to get that wrong. But she's also working with a group called Nalox Home that she created that educates high school students, people that were her, her age now, the same age that she was then, about what an overdose looks like and how to use naloxone as well. Uh, and it's something she would like to see spread further. And uh, to tell us all about it and explain exactly what that incident was like back in 2017, Chloe Goodison, founder of Nalox Home, joins me now. Thanks for your time. Hi, how are you? Well, and thanks for doing this. It's a really interesting initiative that you've been working on. For, it's not new, right? You've been doing this for a bit of time, but I guess we could start at the beginning. Tell me about that day on the SkyTrain, because I think anyone who's been on the SkyTrain has probably witnessed people in, you know, in some sort of distress, but maybe never quite that bad. Exactly. So um, I want to just preface by saying that even though I found out that the girl on the SkyTrain actually was overdosing, chances are if you see someone on the SkyTrain in medical distress and you don't know what it is, you don't know what the signs mean, it is very likely an overdose, which is why public health education and overdose education is so important. So to take you back to 2018, what happened, I was sitting there and this girl got on who looked just about my age. I was 16 and um, then she collapsed and she had blue fingertips and she had small pupils and I didn't know I just thought what with what I you know I've always believed like she was just fainting or um, hadn't eaten breakfast or something and like you said nobody thought it was an overdose so that incident even though that's not a rare occurrence in BC with the number of overdoses we have it's really sparked my keen interest in public health and it really made me think you know I was a high school student at the time and if I had ever been taught about the signs of overdose or how to use naloxone, I would have handled that situation so differently. So you walked away from that and it must have, it must have obviously lived with you, right? You, you thought about it and thought, what can I do? And realized, I mean, I don't think, you know, back in 2018, 2017, although we were already in what was a public health crisis or a public health emergency, I don't think a lot of us recognized what, what an overdose would look like or how even naloxone works. So what did you do from there? You decided to do something about it. Exactly. So, um, exactly. The incident rattled me, right? Like I was, I was, I really was bothered that this was happening in my own community and it's happening in all our communities in BC. So from there, I joined uh, um, a community group called the Tri-Cities Community Action Team, which is um, Port Moody, Port Coquitlam and Coquitlam. And um, they do like destigmatizing campaigns and community awareness um, events 
Um, so I got to make some really great connections there to the Fraser Health Authority, share um, family and community services, and so many other local um, organizations that were really willing to give me help in um, eventually, when I started university in 2020, starting a um, all-youth um, education group that goes into classes. So we're called Nalak's Home. And uh, school district 43 teachers will book us to come into their classes to talk to their students about um, the drug poisoning crisis, signs of overdose, um, the toxic drug supply, stigma, the laxone and the laxone training. So it's really shaped my career path. And especially as I study health sciences, there's a lot of overwork, overlap between my my laxone work and my studies. You must get, I mean, I'd be curious to know how, what the reaction is, because I imagine much like you were at 16, the kids that you speak to must have a lot of questions. Exactly. So what sets us apart from other groups is that we are all youth. So everyone on our team, everyone in who's presenting in schools between the ages of 16 and 24. So if you're hearing substance use, safety talks, and the importance of naloxone from a teacher or from um, a parent or a police officer or an adult, it's going to resonate far less than if it's someone your own age, someone you relate to. So because we go in there, there's already a barrier removed of not getting in trouble. There's, the students don't worry about getting in trouble because we are one of them. So um, the reactions are like overwhelmingly positive. We've had so many students ask really important life-saving questions that they might not have had the chance to ask otherwise. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really positive, and I think students are just happy to learn something rather than nothing about this. Yeah, what sort of questions? I mean, without going into you know the detail, what sort of questions do you often get that that are even a surprise to you, or maybe they're not a surprise to you, still now? Well, honestly, this is such a good question because I I will address when, that when we go into classes, there's such a range of knowledge. There's always students who know a lot about this, and maybe they maybe some who actually use substances themselves. Maybe some people who have lost a loved one to overdose or overdose themselves, and then we have. Um, this other group of students that's super common as well, and they're keen to learn, but they had never, they almost don't know what we're going through because there's this mindset, there's this idea that if you're not using drugs, it doesn't apply to you, which is obviously so incorrect as a public health emergency. Um, but some of the questions we'll get um, totally fall onto that range. So we'll get questions like, well, um, people who ask specifics of like where can I go get my drugs tested and what what are what does um what do they ask me when I get an electron kit are they going to collect my name and then there's other questions about like well what what is naloxone? Why what how why don't I know about the overdose crisis if it's happening so much around me so it's a real range Interesting. And where do you get a naloxone kit? That's a really good question, actually, because I actually wouldn't know the answer to that, and I should know the answer to that. We, You know what? That's one of the things that we probably, as British Columbians, should all know the answer to. It's just not talked about enough. You get it at your local health unit or pharmacy or a drugstore. So just anywhere you can go pick up one of those. They're free. Um, I usually just go to Shoppers Drug Mart, London Drugs, or a health unit nearby. Of course. Uh, makes perfect sense. You would like to see this expanded because I gather, as you mentioned, you you do this on a request basis, but you would like to see this added to the curriculum in BC. Uh, why do you think that would make a? What would you like to see ultimately uh, with with the with on the curriculum in BC? What do you think would work? 
That's a great question. So, yes, we are doing this on a request basis at the moment. So teachers will reach out to us because they want us to come talk to their students. And we need to break that barrier of getting to not just the teachers who want us to come in and talk to their students, but the teachers who maybe aren't keen on this topic, but because there's simply no more excuses about not educating younger generations about this public health emergency when 10,000 British Columbians have died. It is not something that that is a personal issue anymore. We are all likely to witness an overdose, where whether you're downtown or on public transportation or walking the streets, overdoses are happening everywhere. Much like other public health emergencies, we have to do our part to stay safe and to keep each other safe. What has been the resistance to it? I mean, I can imagine what the resistance is to it. This is still a taboo subject. People don't necessarily want to teach their kids how to use naloxone to save people having overdoses on the SkyTrain. Uh, do you do you feel some of that pushback? What does it look like? To be honest, of the parents of the kids we've gone to, we haven't had much pushback. Um, in like social media comments, we'll occasionally get the parents who are like, don't encourage my kids to use drugs. And that's not what we're doing at all. We address how toxic BC's drug supply is. What we do instead, though, is we address, like I was saying before, that this is a public health emergency. Everyone, just like COVID-19, when we all were wearing our masks, and we all were practicing social distancing and encouraged to get vaccinations, we need the same widespread response as that. And that includes public education and starting with the younger generation, just so they're aware of what's going on around us. What have you seen as the benefit for, I mean, you mentioned earlier that just if, if you're not a drug user, this is still good stuff to know. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of those public education campaigns that we all grew up with. I mean, anybody of any age will have grown up during some public uh, information campaign. Clearly, in my in my age group, it was drinking and driving was the big was the big one. Uh, obviously, back a long time ago, long before your time. But uh, so you really see this as as just public health knowledge that everyone should have. I do. So there's kind of two parts of it too. I think um, if there's one short term goal that students can do, it's that they go after the presentation and they pick up an naloxone kit. So if they're ever in the situation where they think someone's overdosing, they can use naloxone. Um, for reference, it is harmless if used in the event of a non-overdose. But the long-term goal of our presentations is for students to think a little more um, comprehensively about the drug poisoning crisis and to try to erase that internalized um, stigma we have around the people who use drugs. So instead of thinking it's just one bad choice and somebody got addicted, understanding and approaching um, your language choices with compassion by understanding that people who use drugs often are using them to cope with trauma or because they um, were born addicted to drugs. There's a million reasons. And it's important that we think of them as people and not just people who use drugs. And Chloe, I know you'll, you'll know this, of course, but you know the woman you saw saved, they're one of the lucky ones. A lot of people, especially teens and people, you know, they, they use alone. Um, and we know that one of the big crises with the overdose, with, with the toxic drug crisis in this province specifically, but right across the country, is that a lot of people use alone and die alone uh, when people, you know, and, and therein lies part of the problem. So lifting that stigma and teaching people more about it, maybe you help save a few lives of the people we don't see. Uh, and that always seems to be the real problem. 100%. That's the goal ultimately is to destigmatize um, 
addictions treatment too. So for people who are using alone and feel like it's not safe to disclose to family members, um, normalizing getting going to treatment and, and, and recovery. We, like I was just saying, it's super important that we remove the stigma from um, people who use drugs in, so that they're able to access treatment services in the same way we feel so comfortable accessing treatment services for physical health care. Hopefully one day the overdose rates go down because people are a lot more comfortable seeking treatment and recovery. Well, Chloe Goodison, uh, thank you for sharing both the inspiration and the work that you're doing uh, and keep up the good work. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good one.